Welcome to the Onyx Pathcast. I am this week's host, Dixie Cochran, here with Eddie Webb. Hello. And Eddie Webb. Hello. It, it's just me and Eddie. Hello. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I know this is... Uh, we're recording this a little bit early. We uh, It's uh, March 18th, so where we are at and what's going on globally might be a little bit behind schedule. Um, <laughs> Matthew is still at home with his family, so we are uh, doing this on our own. Yay! Super fun. Yay. Um, but we thought, uh, because people may be working from home for an extended period of time, maybe not. Maybe everything was fine and we all went back to work this week. I don't know. <laughs> um, I can be optimistic. In which case, ignore everything we're about to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it can still be good for, for, for future use. Um, but we thought we'd talk a little bit about working from home. Just in, in general and kind of how uh, this specific time, what with COVID-19, is a little bit different. Uh, and right. a, a lot different in many cases. Um, but we've been working from home. I've I've been doing it since what twenty eighteen, right? Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and you've and been, been working from home since when? Uh, twenty fourteen. Okay, so both Eddie and I have been working from home for an extended period of time. Um, so has Matthew, but he's not here, uh, so he can't give you all of his lovely opinions on it. <laughs> we've taken over the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's all ours now. But um, yes, we thought we'd talk a little bit about working from home and what it means, what it feels like, how to motivate yourself, how to structure your day a little bit, just all the all the fun, fine points, and also how it is really different when a lot of people are minded to work from home. Right. And so you may have more distractions than usual. You may have kids around. Um, neither of us do, but I, I've heard stories from many of my friends. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so let's talk first about what it's like typically when it's not weird. Right. Let's start with okay, we'll have what you sh- what it is normally like, given what the new normal might be, blah, 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 how yeah. things were before now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So everyone's a little bit different. Um, not the same things will work for everybody. So don't think of our advice as like, or, or, or our experiences as set in stone. Right. Um, every everyone is different. Like some people, for instance, can't get into the work mindset unless they get up and get dressed. Mm-hmm. And some people are totally fine working in their pajamas. Um, some people, you know, kind of need to ease into it. Some people they just roll straight over to their computer. Everyone's got different things. So let's start with Eddie. What does a typical day look like for you? Um, so I generally um, do have a more structured day, I think, than some uh, remote workers. Um, Primarily because I did come from a number of office environments, and that really shaped a lot of, of how my, my brain works in terms of how it parses work. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I get up at a set time every morning. Um, it's 7 a.m. usually. Uh, and then I um, try to go for a walk or work out in the morning. Sometimes that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I try to do that. Then I usually do my usual kind of my morning toilet, shower, all that. Then I come downstairs, I make breakfasts, uh, and during all of this, I very rarely am checking my phone. I'm trying to check my email. Um, I, if I am using my phone, it's to do things like listen to podcasts or check, like, you know, Transformers news or what have you. Um, <laughs> you know, important things. Everybody <laughs> needs to check Transformers news every morning. That is a fact of working from home. Um, it is, it, it's a law. It's, yeah, yeah. If you don't check Transformers news, you cannot work from home. If you don't know when the new version of Megatron toy is coming out, then you are not doing it correctly. <laughs> um, uh, and then usually uh, I do kind of have a staple breakfast. Um, it's oatmeal, sometimes cereal, but generally it's a something that's relatively easy for me to make in the morning. I'm not in the mood to cook or think as it were, I, I make my cup of tea. Um, and then I sit down. I have a specific home office. Um, uh, for the past few years, we've actually, as we've moved around, we've tried very hard to get um, houses where there's at least one extra bedroom that I can turn into an office. Right. Uh, because I have found that having a physical space that I can go to for work really helps keep things straight. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a point in there where I had my work desk in my bedroom. Um, and while that was okay, I got real squirrely after a while. Uh, so, uh, I sit down. Um, I also, I try to 
whenever possible, I'll look out a window, uh, have some sunlight coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, because I find sitting in the dark does not help my mood. Um, granted, that was something that took me a long time to kind of figure out. Uh, but it was something I learned over a few years. It's like, oh, when I can see daylight, I don't feel like I'm going to die. It's great. <laughs> Vitamin D is important. Like, yes. like getting some sunlight is uh, very helpful. Like, I uh, my my office area has a, a big like sliding glass door in it, and also a window right next to me. And I definitely feel better if the window is, you know, open <laughs> yes. versus having the blinds drawn. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, I have a generally solid schedule. Um, I can go into how I plan my day a little bit later. But um, generally speaking, I have a, a, a rough idea of what I'm going to do that day. Um, uh, I check my email first thing in the morning, um, usually because there's a lot of things that happen overnight. Or um, like for Matthew's case, he's been up for a few hours, so he sent me some emails. So I try to check email first thing in the morning. Yeah. Um, Try to keep that to an hour. It doesn't always work that way, particularly on Mondays because we have lots of freelancers that work weekends. So usually mm-hmm. Monday's a bigger workload. Um, and then I roll into my first meeting or my first task, usually around 9.30, 10. Um, and then uh, throughout the day, I'll bounce back and forth between tasks and email. Um, I try to wrap up around 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, some days it doesn't always work that way. Some days I get done everything I want to do early and it's not worth starting a new project, so I take off a little bit early. Um, and then from there on, um, I still have email available to about six, but then I actually have um, a, a, a mute function on my Chrome. Um, so that way I stop getting email notifications after six. Uh, so if there's something going on, I can still go check my email. It's not like it's unavailable to me, but it stops reminding me and telling me every little thing because I feel it's important to have a very clear delineation between I am working and I am not working. Right. And that's kind of my day. How about you? I think what I'm learning from this is that I'm a trash goblin compared to you. (laughs) (laughs) The trash goblin method, TM. (laughs) No, honestly, I'll I'll talk about how my day usually looks. Um, I I will say up front that I've been trying to add more structure and that I'm moving uh, here in the next month and I intend to kind of restructure everything when I move. Um, Because I would like to be getting up earlier and, you know, doing like having an hour before I start working and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, However, living where I do right now with 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 my roommates and I'm not really I've never been a breakfast person. Like I'm just not hungry when I wake up. Um, So usually (laughs) my day is like I wake up, I grab my phone. I glance at notifications, and that includes emails usually. Um, mm. But that's partially for my own edification because if I can look at my emails and go like, "Oh, it's just a couple updates on like ClickUp or whatever, archive, archive, done," you know. Right now, nothing is on fire, so I can then go on the rest of my day. Yeah, um, I do usually at least try to have like coffee and kind of hang out for a few minutes. Uh, oh, I, I didn't say I, I usually try to get up between eight thirty and nine. Um, mm. I am definitely a night owl compared mm. to you and Matthew. Um, so I'm up a lot later, but that's fine. Cause I'm fine working like, you know, nine to six or whatever, like right. that, that does not bother me. Um, some, some days I don't start my day until 10 and then I just work a little late. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, that's worked for me. So yeah, I, I get up, I usually do email. Um, first thing, sometimes I don't answer emails right away cause it's not important, but I just mm-hmm. keep them like unread in my inbox cause I can check them on my phone without having them as read. Right. And so I I will keep the unread emails there as a reminder to myself that I should check the unread emails at some point mm-hmm. or reply to them. Um, like as of right now, I, I owe Travis like, like two emails and I will be doing those after the recording. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, that's, that's just how it is. Also, uh, I guess the other thing that I should have said up front is that I do deal with uh, some ADD and some anxiety, which I know a lot of people that work from home deal with those things. Mm-hmm. So finding workarounds for me, like sometimes I have a, a like physical planner that sits on my desk where I usually write out my, my daily tasks. Sometimes I do it the night before if I have tasks that I didn't get done that day. And sometimes mm-hmm. I just do them as they kind of come up and I think about them. Right. And sometimes I will literally have an entry on my daily planner that's like, do all the shit you didn't do yesterday because executive dysfunction. Right. Like, that's fine. That's also why my days are structured a little weird. Like, there might be a day where I work until literally midnight because I got 
in the zone and actually was able to work for several hours straight. Mm -hmm. But that makes up for the days when I can't get as much done. Right. Um, there, there are a lot of people that are in my position where maybe you have a day where you just don't get a lot done. And instead of beating yourself up about it, like just try to get it done the next day or the day after that, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, you are not always going to be structured and regimented every single day working from home. There are going to be distractions. Uh, you might have to run errands. You know, there's, there's all kinds of things that can happen. And if something can wait and it's not a huge deal, then cool, like hang out for a day, do what you need to do, and then work extra the next day and the day after that. Well, I think I think um, that's a good point. Uh, is because, like you say, um, there have been times like I go to my tattoo shop usually on Thursdays or Friday afternoons because it's it's not busy then, right? And I can do that. I have that flexibility. Um, there's certainly been plenty of times where like over lunch instead of sitting and having lunch, I do have a actual I do set aside an hour for lunch usually if I can. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes I will use that to go out and have lunch, or I will go run grocery shopping or what have you. Um, it's, you know, certainly there. Because work from home usually offers a lot of flexibility, that is a benefit. I usually advocate structure because um, when you first start working remotely, when you first start you know, full-time freelance, your first instinct is, how am I ever going to get work done? Because there's so much of my stuff at home around to distract me. I have found that once you start getting into the groove, the opposite is a problem. When will I ever stop working? Yeah, definitely. I was doing that for my first little bit there where I was like, I'm putting in like 60, 70 hour weeks right. <laughs> and no one's asking me to do that. Right. Um, but yeah. So I feel like, like if, if there's some structure there, it's okay to violate the structure, certainly like you're saying, and, and violate it casually, violate it as needed. Don't feel bad about going, well, I scrub this day. There's certainly been days where it's like I have every intention. I get up, I sit down after an hour. I'm just like, you know what? Nothing's happening. You know, I, I'm distracted. Um, the world's on fire. What have you? We'll get to that. But um, <laughs> sometimes there's just you're not getting anything done. Like you said, you're you're, you're grinding the wheel. Nothing useful is happening. Don't feel bad about just saying, okay, I'm calling this a mulligan. I'm walking away. I'm just taking a break because, the, again, we don't have structured holidays usually yeah. as freelancers. Um, you know, there's no one telling you it, you're not taking two weeks off work. There's no real need to take vacation days, as it were. It's just really whether your deadlines and what is your clients or boss, however your working situation is, what do they expect out of you? If you can fulfill all of your obligations and you have time late time left over, go and play a video game for a while. Nothing's yeah. stopping you. You've got all your work done. Um, if on the flip side, if you are consequent and doing things and you come back and you still have 12 hours of work, sometimes you got to work to midnight and get that work done. Yep. Um, but if you have a structure, then you can start to easily see, okay, I took two hours here. So I need to add two hours there. If you don't have a structure, you don't know where you're making a time up sometimes. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I, I try to keep an eye on if I, you know, do kind of realize that, you know, I haven't done anything for the past couple hours. I guess I'll just work for a couple hours after dinner, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's not a big deal in my situation. Um, it might change because I'm moving in with my boyfriend and I might want to spend time with him. But he also does freelance work. So it's possible that, like, we just both want to work after dinner. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, that is, that is not uncommon. Um, same with weekends. Like, I, most of us try to take weekends off. It is very right. good to take weekends off. It is good to have specific non-work time. Mm -hmm. However, if... I didn't get stuff done during the week and I know that my boyfriend, for instance, might have to work on the weekend as well, then sometimes mm -hmm. I will save work and be like, cool, I'll just work alongside you on Saturday. Right. And that's fine. That's like, so Eddie comes from an office background and I come from a retail background. And mm -hmm. one of the main differences with that is that I am like working weird hours and on weekends is normal to me. Right. It is not as normal to Eddie. No, it's not. Um, I, you know, I, I was at Sephora for five years, and sometimes I worked 6 a.m. to 3 p.m., and sometimes I worked until midnight. Um, not from 6 a.m., you know, from like 4 p.m. until midnight. Um, right. And sometimes I worked all weekend, and sometimes I had weekends off. And sometimes my days off were Tuesday and Thursday. And so, like, that's a structure that doesn't bother me. It still feels like a structure to me, as long as I am working sure. five days a week <laughs> and, you know, approximately eight hours a day, even if that means I do one 12-hour day and one, you know, four-hour day. Mm -hmm. um, yes, that's how math works. Okay. Uh, that's that's normal to me. <laughs> 
I like said those numbers and I was like, does that add up to 16? <laughs> I was like, I really hope that that equals 16. And it did. I was very proud of myself. Um, but, but yeah, so like, I think that having a structured day is probably the better way to do it. And if you can do that, that's amazing. Like if, if you sure. can get up at, you know, eight o'clock and work from nine to five or whatever, and then stop working, that's awesome. Um, if that doesn't work for you, that's also fine. I know a lot of our freelancers do f- freelance for multiple people. Some people have part-time jobs. Some people have full-time jobs, which is what we're talking about right now. But mm-hmm. like different things work for different people. My other, like, I never actually finished talking about my day. I'm, I see, I'm not structured. This is the problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, so get up. Roll to bed, check email. I am usually at my computer within 20 minutes of waking up, generally, okay. just because I don't have anything else to do. Like mm-hmm. I like I said, I don't really eat breakfast. Um, I, I don't shower first thing in the morning. That's never been part of my routine either. Like, that's just mm-hmm. not... Like, because my hair stays wet for so long, I never showered before school. I always showered at night. So okay. I tend to just, like, take a random shower, you know, three or four times a week. Because I, I also don't shower every day because it's not great for my skin. It makes me dry. Sure. And my hair only needs to be washed like once or twice a week. So, right. and you know, I, I, you, you don't really get dirty working from home. Sure, <laughs> like yeah. if you're Eddie and you're working out, sure, take a shower every day. If you're Dixie right. and you're a lump, then um, <laughs> I don't really get gross that quickly <laughs> because well, I'm also, not doing I any mean, activity. I mean, uh, 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 there are showering constantly when you don't need to can actually you know especially if you have bad skin or or if your skin's very kind of tender and, and fragile um it can actually cause problems and certainly washing your hair um like because i have shorter hair i used to have long hair so i had to shower every day because i have really long hair now that i have short hair it's like oh i don't really need to wash my hair every day because there's like nothing much there anymore so. uh, see if you still had long hair i'd be saying let me introduce you to the cult of dry shampoo um yeah, because I literally wash my hair like once a week because I dye it. Like those of you who have seen our, our, our artwork, my my hair is green. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I washed it every day, it would only be green for about a month <laughs> before I had okay. to re-dye it. Washing okay. it once a week, it'll be like it's I, I haven't dyed it since midwinter and it, it's faded, but it's still green because <laughs> uh, I don't wash it that often. Now, granted, <laughs> you know, if I get gross or sweaty or whatever, oh, I wash sure. my fucking hair. But right, yeah. Anyway, so that's that's why my, my morning routine is very different. It's pretty much like, you know, roll out of bed, brush my teeth, get a coffee, go downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I don't do all those morning things, I'm not a morning person. <laughs> well, and that's another thing that I think is important. Um, uh, this is slightly less work from home and more um, working in a kind of creative environment to a degree. Uh, people have different peaks of productivity during the day. And if you're not in a forced work time, um, finding what those peaks are is actually really helpful. Mm-hmm. I do uh, way better work after lunch and at nighttime. Right, exactly. Um, I found almost reluctantly that um, a lot of my best work done is really early in the morning. So um, uh, one of the things, one of my the advantages when working when I lived in Ireland is that I had three or four hours where I could get stuff done before any of my clients woke up because they're all in North America. Right. Um, so I found during that time, I was like, oh, I can get so much done. And then like I would have lunch and then I could start doing all the emails and the administrata stuff that I do um, to kind of help balance it out. And then now that I'm back in the U.S., I feel like, especially because a lot of our freelancers do work nights and weekends, I do have to check email first thing in the morning because usually something's happened overnight that I have to kind of address or deal with. But even then, I'm, I'm still trying to get that off my plate as fast as possible so I can get to working before lunch if i can yeah also our art director works the weirdest hours so we'll get emails from mike cheney that are like three in the morning where he's like just finished this thing going back to bed probably be back up around noon and we're like okay (laughs) like but that's that's his creative process that's how he works um and i think i think that he's like me where if he like gets on something like starts a project hardcore it is hard to stop like once Mm -hmm. i feel like i'm on a roll especially when i'm editing um, cause sometimes editing that that's, that's a personal thing for me. It's a very different mindset from the creative work, but I do need to focus and I need to be able to like drill down and focus on it. And sometimes that focus comes very suddenly at seven thirty at night. It's called hyper-focusing. Sure. It's a thing that you do when you have ADD. Um, and then I, 
I, I, I usually force myself to stop by 1230 and go to bed because I don't want to wreck my sleep schedule because right. I am that person that if left unattended um, will be up until 4 a.m. every night and sleep until noon, which mm-hmm. would work for me living on my own, but doesn't work with things like podcast recordings, meetings with Matthew, because like right. if I get up at noon, Matthew's off work. Right. Like that's literally when he stops working usually. So mm-hmm. just because of my coworkers, I haven't let myself fall into that trap of mm-hmm. like I am I am the gremlin who works until four AM and then sleeps until noon. <laughs> um once again, if left to my own devices, I can easily become that. So I'm actually really glad we do the podcast recordings and things at like ten AM usually. Because <laughs> um, otherwise, like I yeah. I I I'm happy to sleep until at least 11 a.m. Like, I am very much a, a night person. Um, but what I do in the mornings is all the administrata stuff. Eddie's talking about the stuff that doesn't really take as much energy. Um, mm-hmm. Answering emails. Even just checking my, like, slacks and, like, discords and, you know, seeing how people are doing. Um, yeah, interrupt you briefly. Um, I just realized I, we both use a term that we don't think origin that I don't think that we talk about in the podcast. Um, I, administrata wait, is a term. Did you, did you say podcast? Podcast, yes, podcast, <laughs> one of those. It's a podcast. Um, uh, Administrata is a term I actually got from Ethan Skemp when I worked at White Wolf. Um, it's it, it, it's 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 actually it sounds like it's administrative stuff, but basically, um, it started with administrivia, uh, which is the kind of all the pointless administrative stuff you have to do. Um, Ethan changed it to administrata because even after you do a certain layer of administrative stuff, there's always more underneath. Right. So there's another layer of administrative stuff you have to do. Um, and I, I co-opted the term, and I think Pixie picks pick, pick up for me, is because yeah, um, uh, it reminds me that sometimes what feels like work is not actually productive. Yes. Sometimes you can answer a million emails, but you've actually got nothing done. So sometimes you, by using the term administrata, it forces me to go, okay, I'm not actually getting any writing done or editing done or what have you. I'm actually getting projects made, but I... It feels like work. I and mean, it tricks your brain to thinking you've done something, but you really haven't. So by separating those out mentally, by using that dismissive term, it allows me at least to be able to say, okay, I really need to get some actual work done now. Yeah. Yeah. So when I, yeah. So all the administrative stuff, any contracting I have to do, any pay sheets I have to do, like that's, that's usually all morning tasks mm-hmm. um, or, you know, pre, pre-lunch tasks. <laughs> mm. um, eat lunch at some point. Need to eat lunch. Everyone should eat lunch. Uh, I am also bad about that, and that's why in our work from home Discord, where a few of us hang out, we have made a channel called Lunch Club, where we <laughs> remind each other to eat because right. it is very easy to fall into the trap of oh, I'm a little hungry, but I'm in the middle of something, so I'll, I'll eat later. Oh, I'm right. a little hungry, but I'm in the middle of something, so uh, it's two o'clock, and the next thing you know, it's three thirty or four, and you're like, well, now it's almost dinner time, so fuck it like right. might as well just not eat and that's not good for you no, <laughs> you should at least eat something even if it is like i have i've learned that even if i you know manage to do like yogurt and and toast like at least i have right. eaten a food <laughs> yeah certainly when i get into those zones um one thing i've been trying to do around the house lately is get small healthy snacks like uh trail mix bags or what have you right um uh, so that way it's the, oh, I'm really, I, I, I'm starting to get hungry. I'm in the middle of something. I can go grab something quick and bring it back to my desk and keep eating. I generally don't advocate eating meals at your desk because, again, that's one I separate, uh, I personally want to separate workspace and my personal space. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes, like I said, you're in the middle of something, you don't want to stop. So it's like, you know, okay, I can grab something. I can still eat while I'm working. Um, obviously, not for things like reporting a podcast, but, you know, if it's the, I, you know, I'm just 500 words away from finishing this draft. I really want to finish it. Um, I can grab something and, and it, gets, it takes the edge off while I finish up what I'm doing. It's still food in your body. Um, because Dixie Pun's really point is um, if you're used to, again, uh, even a retail environment, but there's office environment, there's someone telling you this is the time where you eat. Yeah. And I mean, in, in, in retail, like um, most, most retail, you have an unpaid lunch, right? Mm-hmm. You just clock out for an hour. Um, and so, like, yeah, I'm, I'm used to being like, okay, this is the time when I eat food. Right right, right now. This is the hour I have to eat food. Um, and so, yeah, like, not having someone tell you that, it's really, really easy to just fall into the trap of, like, not eating. Um, and then you're like, why do I feel bad? Like, why right. do I have a headache? Like, oh, because you didn't eat. Okay, cool. Um, so definitely, you know, 
keep, keeping some structure once again even if you wake up late even if you're on a more like night owl schedule that's not a bad thing as long as nobody needs you in the morning right um our society tells us that's a bad thing like, oh i sleep sleep till noon you're lazy well you're not lazy if you were up until four in the morning right. um so if that works for you great but still like get up at noon eat something by four <laughs> and then eat something else at midnight you know like that's right. that's fine um, but having some of that structure is, is, is really helpful. Um, in the afternoon is usually when I do editing. And then once again, after dinner, sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, currently I live with two roommates. So we do dinner together. One of us cooks, we all eat sometimes together, sometimes separately, but yeah. Um, so usually I eat around seven and then sometimes I'll go back to work after that. Um, editing is something I really kind of need to be, like I said, in the zone for, uh, as my coworkers know, and I've, I've been pretty open about this, I have been struggling a little bit with some of my mental health stuff. And mm. so it's been a little harder to get in the zone recently. So I've been assigning more things out. That's fine. It's getting a little better. So I'm getting more back into like editing hardcore like I used to. Okay. Um, but that, that, that happens. And if you have awesome coworkers, then great. You know, you can you can deal with it as it comes. Um, sometimes you don't. And I'm sorry. But the well, other. I mean, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, actually, I think it's worth kind of talking about that a little bit, um, is uh, one of the big problems with working from home is burnout. Yes. Um, like I mentioned before, uh, when you start working from home regularly, all, you always find an excuse to do work. And there's no one keeping track of you. There's no one paying attention to you. Uh, so, like you said, you know, the thing of I, I'm – I need to take a mental break to kind of sort some things out and, and move things around. We actually had some talks prior to that. Um, and I helped her kind of identify that some of that was in fact burnout. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, the first time it's hard to notice it, but once you do notice it, finding ways to move the work around or even just take a vacation for a, a week, it can be really, really helpful. And for, if you haven't experienced it before, um, uh, it can be hard to determine from other concerns like mental, like uh, uh, depression or whatnot. But in my experience, and when I've talked to other people about it, it's when something that you're really good at is you find it very hard to do and something you usually found you enjoyed doing, you just can't seem to find any enjoyment anymore. Those are both really good signs of burnout. Yep. And that's that's where I was at a couple months ago with editing specifically. Like once, once I, I talked to Eddie and we kind of drilled some stuff down and I did some, you know, therapy and soul searching and everything i realized that i was dealing with depression which was Mm -hmm. affecting parts of my work but then i was also dealing with burnout about editing specifically Mm -hmm. and like i would just stare at something and then i would look at how many pages i had left to go and i would just dread it and like Mm -hmm. i i like editing i i actually enjoy it (laughs) um it is fun for me and I'm good at it. And I would just, like I said, I would just kind of stare at, at a file and just be like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, and I thought it was all depression at the time. And then right. once we got to drill down, I was like, oh no, I just really like, I had done so many big core books in a row mm-hmm. that, you know, we're just, they were good books, but I just wasn't enjoying doing them. Mm-hmm. And since I forced myself to do, you know, 400 500,000 words of stuff that I just wasn't enjoying that's that's what burned me out right is that I, that I had done these two things and I was like I just don't want to do them and I hate them but I don't hate them I like those projects <laughs> and that, and that's the thing is that um uh, when you particularly when you're self freelance um but really in any work from home situation uh, uh you are your asset you know it's like you are the business in, in a lot of ways especially when you're self-employed um mm-hmm. so You've got to take care of yourself because if you don't perform, you don't have a business. Uh, and so something that it's, it's, it was hard for me to learn and it's hard for me when I talk to my, my, my peers and friends who also uh, work freelance is like, you've got to take care of yourself. You've got to work against the instinct of always be hustling, always looking for work. And sometimes you got to just say, I need to take a few days off. I need to take a week off. I need to turn down that project yep. because you need some time to recover and rebuild yourself back up and then get back into the game. Yeah, um, during during some of my depression stuff, I had two offers that were from people wanting me to write on projects, and I was just like, I, I can't do that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been doing other projects that I had, I had previously um, signed up for, and I've been having fun with those, so that's great. Like, I know Matthew talked about, like, I wrote on, they came from uh, Beyond the Grave, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's been fun, and I've enjoyed that. Uh, that's, that's the other thing I was going to say about my structure, is that my freelance writing that I do for the company, if I'm getting paid for it, 
like separately from my salary onyx path mm. then i do that nights and weekends right because i am considering that outside of my job because mm. it's not covered under the contract i'm i'm, I'm at with onyx path right um that's that's a personal thing just because i feel weird like it feels like taking company time to do something that isn't company related even though mm-hmm. it is company related <laughs> right but it's 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 kind of like a bonus that i'm getting so i do it in my side hours um mm-hmm. So I, I, I usually write like on the weekends or I write in the evenings and that's that's nice for me because that is when I'm most creative. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's once again personal thing. If you have freelance projects outside of a like contract or day job, then you know do them when you can. But right. don't let that take away from your primary job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, so it took us forever to get through my structure because we kept having asides, but that's kind yeah. of my day. It's like get up, roll over to the computer, do all the little stuff, eat lunch work as best I can in the afternoon. Sometimes the afternoon is the part that's most awash for me. Right. Um, and then uh, have dinner and then sometimes work more. Um, and unless the afternoon wasn't a wash, and then I play video games and stuff at night. But Absolutely. sometimes I give myself permission to play video games at 2 p.m., knowing yeah. that I'm going to work after dinner instead. Because I'm like, I'm just not in a right headspace for this. I'm going to hang out for, you know, four hours. Then I'm going to make dinner. And then I'm going to work for four hours after, after dinner. I certainly done the same thing. Um, uh, in the past year, I've really gotten back into buying physical comic books. Um, for years, I would read digital ones, but recently got back into buying physical ones. And one of the things I found works really well for me is I can usually have, I get like a stack once a month from my comic shop, right? And I just have them in a pile next to my desk, and so it's like I need I just need a ten minute break. A comic issue is a perfect length for a kind of a short charge. It definitely feels like nothing like work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, I can turn my chair away from my computer and sit at my small desk to you know, read a comic book for a while and then I can get back to work so it, it, it's a short kind of cleansing break um, mm-hmm. also again getting up and making tea because you can't just grab tea that also usually gives me like about 10 minutes of break so taking those breaks are, are very very valuable yeah like so I'll run out and get a sandwich for lunch sometimes and just mm-hmm. you know being in the car even for you know just four minutes each way and listening to a podcast during that time sometimes is very refreshing. Because um, mm-hmm. the one th- the one habit I've had a lot of trouble breaking is constantly checking like Slacks and Discords. Right. Um, I've been doing better about that by keeping them closed so I don't get notifications. I turn off notifications on a lot of them, so I, I check them occasionally. Like I think I only have notifications for like private messages on the Exalted Slack, so I know mm-hmm. if like Eric is trying to reach me. Right. Um, and with Discord, I recently muted almost everything. Like mm-hmm. that, I don't actively want to check occasionally. So I, I have the the Onyx Path one is muted on notifications, but it still shows me when there are new messages. Right. Um, and then past that, everything else is muted, so I have to dedicate time to go check them. Mm-hmm. Um, because I am one of those people that if there is an icon on something, I have to look at it. I'm the same way. And so getting rid of as many of those icons as possible has been super helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still a little, you know. It, it can still be difficult. I, I, I will find myself, you know, oh, I've been scrolling, you know, through various discords for half an hour, damn it. <laughs> right. So I'm trying to catch up on everything. But ha- having to go do that instead of getting notifications all the time is really helpful. Um, and I yeah. think that uh, that's going to also vary by people because um, a lot of people who are working from right now, um, they do have uh, a Slack or Discord or Microsoft Teams or some kind of persistence chat solution where mm-hmm. everyone in the office or in various teams are talking together. Um, and it's going to depend on what kind of work environment you're in. But uh, again, trying to set firm hours to that is really helpful because um, I did work once uh, for a startup. And um, this was when I was in Ireland and they were in Boston and a chunk of them were in uh, Eastern Europe. Uh, so everyone was always talking and while they, the company off, you know, would often espouse, you know, set work hours, you know, make sure you have private time. Because everyone was, some part of the world was working, there's always an emergency. And so I would occasionally get messages at, you know, 9, 10, 11 at night or super early in the morning saying, hey, I need to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized over time that I felt like I was never disengaging. I was always a bit of anxiety in the back of my head going, Okay, but at some point in time, someone's going to need me. Right. And so I could never completely disengage from work. And so um, 
I did what Dixie suggested pretty early on when we transitioned to doing a lot of Slack stuff for Onyx Path is that I'm on them. And if someone says uh, at channel or at everybody, I'll get those messages and check them. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone asks me, I'll check them. But generally speaking, I just don't look at Slacks unless I need to go in there. Or if there's an active project that I'm involved in, I'll do like part of my morning routine. I'll go and check anything in Slack. No, great. Move out. Yeah, that's um, that's that's part of my morning too Um, is, is checking just, you know, going through those real quick that's kind of part of my like okay i've looked at them now right but some i know some environments um uh, they need to have people kind of always being engaged in those things and that's kind of a people have to find their own path forward but you despite what your job may tell you or your client may tell you you really don't need to be checking that all the time there's most of the times people think it's an emergency can probably wait till the next morning yeah and i mean that's you know it's it all of our advice and all of our talk about our structure is Everything is going to be, you know, your mileage may vary. <laughs> right. This this is going to be completely different for you. Um, everyone is different. Not this, not the same things work for everybody. Like having a physical planner is incredibly important to me because mm-hmm. the sensation of crossing things off a list makes me feel accomplished in a way that checking a little box on the internet does not. Mm-hmm. Um. So like that's that's and even just the 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 act of like writing out what's happening for the next day makes it more like real in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's helpful for me. Um, I don't have space for it here, but in my next place, I'm I'm planning to make a big like project board to sit next to or right. behind my my desk or whatever, mm-hmm. um, because that's something else I would like to be able to look at, but mm-hmm. also not look at when I don't want to. So that's why I'm thinking about putting it kind of behind me, <laughs> right? So I can turn and look at it and go, okay, here's all all my projects. Here's where they are, because um, that's something that we do have a a, a web app that we all use, mm-hmm. but I. I want more details <laughs> right? just for my own personal use. And so I don't forget a thing. Yeah. I, I have kind of a, a weird four stage solution um, and I've tried to consolidate it, but it, for some reason this just works for me. Um, uh, one, like Dixie had mentioned, we have a web app, which everyone in uh, Onyx Path uses to track just, and it's purely to track project status. Um, the, occasionally there's conversations in there, but primarily it's just what stage is each book at, um, who's, doing what in the book um, and making sure that, oh, hey, this hasn't moved in a while. Um, I'll also use it for things like approval gates. Um, it's like, okay, this thing is now off to White Wolf, so remind me to follow up with them to make sure that they've approved it in time. Right. Um, or like, um, you know, uh, you know this, this art's out for approval. Um, this this paycheck is going out, whatever. So we use it to track like timely things in there. But generally speaking, that's all for the whole company's use. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have my own separate to-do list, um, which I use primarily for re- reoccurring tasks and time tasks. Uh, so for example, um, every Thursday, I send out an email to our developers asking what their current status is so I can update that web app. Right. Um, and so I have a little notification on my phone that says every Thursday morning, boom, but make sure you send out that email. Um, and sometimes glitches happen. And one week, there's two weeks in a row where I just forgot to do it because it wasn't on my to-do list, so I didn't do it. <laughs> um, like, what happened to the email? It's like, oh shit, I forgot. Sorry, because um, I was so used to this little nope, uh, to do list uh, telling me. Also, the week um, I was supposed to do it because you were out of town, I didn't put it anywhere and I forgot. And then right. it was the same thing where I was like not home, and Matthew texted me, and I was like, I I can do it from my phone, I guess. And Matthew was like, I'll just do it. And I was like, Thank you, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> um, if a task. Even if it's something that that, that that you do every week, as Eddie just proved, you can definitely forget it. Um, mm-hmm. But if a task is something that you only do once in a while, like I've written the Monday meeting blog like three times. Mm-hmm. And I always have to write it down because I will completely forget, especially if we don't have a meeting. Because sometimes right. on, like over the holidays, a lot of a lot of us take two weeks off. I usually don't because I like that time to work when nobody else is bothering me. Right. Um, and then I'll take time off different times or I just mm-hmm. take, you know, half days somewhat frequently on like Fridays. Um, And that's, that's kind of how I kind of justify it is I'm like, well, I didn't take two weeks at Christmas. So bye. Um, (laughs) But like, that's uh, yeah. If, if you don't do a task often, write it down or put a notification. If you do it every week, write it down, (laughs) do a notification. Like there's just things that are helpful to have. Right. And and, um, the problem with with that for me, when I I first first I did everything in that, but the problem was that um, tasks are what I call flat, um, which is that basically it says do a thing, um, but write it down. 
um, send an email or develop a book are the same amount of words on a task, <laughs> but yeah. vastly different actual things to do. Right. Um, so I have a, another system, uh, which I use Trello for, um, where I, I have um, cards that actually break down my tasks into manageable chunks. Uh, and that that's for project work exclusively and meetings. So these are things that happen. I mean, meetings, some days are, are cyclical, but it could it, 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 it take a significant amount of time during my day, whereas a um, simple check task is more, I did a thing, send it off. Um, and uh, I weight those. Uh, um, I One of my previous jobs, I worked um, in an agile shop, which basically is a kind of a software management uh, system. Mm-hmm. And so from there, I picked up uh, a habit of, of what's called weighted tasks, where basically you just sign a number on the Fibonacci sequence to a task. So one is a short task. For me, one is about an hour's worth of work. Two is about two hours worth of work. Three is half a day. Five is a full day. Eight is bigger than a full day. Okay, so there are two different ones in the Fibonacci sequence, and I want to know if they're different. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just feel like, well, since since the, the Fibonacci sequence starts with like one one, I'm right. like, so there's two different ones. Do well, sure. Do they mean right. different things for your tasks? Because they should. <laughs> Modified Fibonacci sequence, then, because you're right. You're absolutely <laughs> correct. Um, uh, uh, but so, so we skipped, we dropped the first one and the zero, for that matter. Um, Boo. Uh, but there's also a question mark, um, which is, I don't know how big this is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've found over time that I can do about five points of work during a day. Um, so I, I, I plan about 20, every week I'll pull about 25 points worth of cards over, including meetings. Um, and then every day I'll pull five points over it, and that's my day's work. Um, and it seems like a lot of work at first, but I found over the years that's really helpful because similar to how you write things down, you, you can just kind of see your day. Mm-hmm. And what you're looking at. For me, it, it's the act of moving those cards around and creating them in the computer in software allows me to kind of go, okay, I know not only what I'm doing for today, but also what I'm doing for the week. And I have an idea of what the next few months are going to look like because I have an right. ongoing backlog. So it's like, oh, I need to work on this. I'll just make a card, show it in the backlog and forget about it until it's time to think about it. Yeah, that's that's actually interesting. Um, that's I. <laughs> I do try to assess how much work I'm giving myself every day mm-hmm. when I when I write down in my planner. Um, so I I often won't write like you know edit lunars for instance. Right. I'll write like you know try to get through chapters three and four. Right. Yes. Um, sometimes if I'm just kind of in an ongoing thing, I will put like you know blah like blah 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 editing. Um, mm-hmm. but I also know that that doesn't mean the whole book. And sometimes I'll break it into chunks, sometimes I won't. It, it depends on the project. But in my brain, I know it's broken into chunks because I've right. been editing for five years now for Onyx Path. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am pretty good at, at assessing those myself. For, for me, the hardest thing to get used to that I think I finally kind of gotten used to, but it's still a little rough, is just how little t- Like, I don't edit for eight hours a day. Right. I can't edit for eight hours a day. Right. My, my brain would explode. Some mm-hmm. days I can edit for eight hours. Every sure. now and then, like I've, I've had days where I edited for twelve hours straight. Those mm-hmm. are anomalies. Correct. Um, my like most people can't write for twelve hours straight. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're in a creative field, um, I think I think Eddie's vacuum has visited us. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. I like it. I like it when it comes to visit. Yeah. Um, it's like it's like kind of when my cats come to visit, but it's <laughs> it's a robot friend. Robot um, friend. Hello, robot, robot friend. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, if you're doing creative freelance work, like granted, a lot of our f- folks who are working from home now are not in creative fields. Right. Um, so this won't apply to people who are full time from home, you know, working at their normal office job. Um, but you really can't be creative for eight, 12 hours a day. It mm-hmm. it takes a lot out of you. Um, you can pretty much be creative. I'd, I'd say usually four hours a day. Mm-hmm. It's about where most people sit, like three to four and it's it's draining. Um, editing is not quite creative work, but I am reading, and reading for twelve hours a day is not always easy when you're not doing it for pleasure. Like I could read books for twelve hours a day and just have a good time, but when I'm right. reading critically and I'm using that critical part of my brain, like think about um, when you were in school and you had to cram for a test. Right. That's kind of what editing feels like sometimes. 
Yeah. And doing that for as like for so long, like will lead you to burnout and trying to sit there and write for 12 hours a day will lead you to burnout. Now there are some people that work in like fits and spurts. I am very much a fits and spurts writer. I will not work on a project for three weeks and then hammer out 6,000 words in a couple days, Right. but that's still not 12 hours in a day, you know? Um, and I think it's it's important because um, it's what uh, I like to call mentally exhausting work. Um, and, and it from someone who outside who's not really thinking of it, it's like there's no visible difference between typing up an email and typing up a manuscript. Uh, but there's actually mentally a huge world difference. Um, mm-hmm. I have lots of friends who are software engineers, and a lot of that is similar. It's like it just looks like you're just typing numbers and letters and code into a screen. But a lot of time you're also in your head mentally figuring out, okay, this connects to this and this needs to check this or check that. And you're kind right. of building a mind map of how this software needs to work together. And so that's one of the reasons why a lot of my, my engineer friends get very frustrated when people interrupt them because their, their, their train of thought is derailed. They have yeah. to build it all back up. Um, and what? so that's all mental work and it can be even physically exhausting if you take too long at it. Um, so... Like I, I do uh, eight hours a day of work um, and on a good day, a good writing day where I have a nice solid run at writing, I could probably get about 2,500, 3,000 words written. And I write about 500 words uh, uh, every half hour. So that's only like three hours of work of actual like beginning to end typing words on a screen mm-hmm. for an eight hour day. But that's not counting things like research, taking breaks, like you said, you know, keep things in shape because it's you can't in the same way like you can't physically work out for three hours straight you have to you have to pace yourself and and structure your workout in different ways to make sure that you're getting all those three hours in and are effective each of those three hours Mm -hmm. so i mean yeah there's definitely um points where you get in the zone and you're just really feeling it and all clicks together and that's great but you cannot rely on them. You you can't plan around those. Those are happy accidents that you take advantage of, and then you go, "Cool, I, I can have some free time later because I I'm ahead of schedule, mm-hmm. or what have you." Um, but it's um, I wrote V twenty, which is three hundred thousand words in three months, and I damn near died. <laughs> it was it was rough. Yeah. Definitely. So that's 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 one of those things. Like try trying to burn yourself out. Like there are definitely tasks I can do. I said definitely like eight times. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> there are tasks I can do without thinking about them. Right. Um, and that's like I can input errata without really thinking about it. Sure. Because I have a marked up PDF and then I have InDesign files and I'm just you know matching and then changing like one thing here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, so half the time when I'm do- doing a task like that, I will be. Uh, like listening to a podcast um i can fill out contracts and things while listening to a podcast so i try to do those kind of mindless tasks in the morning Mm -hmm. or also just if i get to a point where i'm like i can't edit anymore right now i'm gonna do mindless tasks um and that's 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 when i'll do all that work that i that i need to do um so yeah like about half of our day is that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and then the other half of our days is often the creative slash mentally taxing stuff Right. Um, um, I, I have found that uh, it, it works more often than it doesn't, which is nice. But um, one of the reasons why I will sometimes juggle three or four tasks or three or four projects at a time is that I find that I can shortcut. Like I do like an hour, two on one, then jump to another one, even though it's the same kind of work because it's a different project. Mm-hmm. My brain feels energized because it's a new thing. I like uh, saving fiction for that because if I'm yeah. editing like a big rule section in a core book, I can take a break and edit a 5,000 word short story. Mm-hmm. And then go back to the core book, and I'm like, "Ooh, short story." Although what often ends up happening is that I get involved in the short stories, and then I just edit all of them because I'm like, "Fiction is fun." Right. <laughs> Fiction is, is fun. There's no numbers. And then I have to go, "Oh crap! I forgot the other book." <laughs> yeah, like, oh man, because um, I mean, I have I've, I've edited a lot of Chronicles of Darkness books, and I've also just edited like pretty much every core story path book. Not, not 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 all of them, but most of them. Right. And so there just comes a time when you're like when you're trying to read, you know, I don't know, rules for down and dirty combat or whatever for the 80th time, and you're like, yeah. I don't want to read this again. Right. But of course, somebody has introduced a typo, even though they could just copy and paste it from the Chronicles core. <laughs> <laughs> right. Stop it. But yeah. So um, 
So we've we've talked a lot about kind of how we work from home, tips and tricks work for us. Um, uh, stay hydrated. Throw, throw yes. that out there. Hydrate. Yep. Um, now let's talk a little bit before we get to the end about how this is different in okay. the COVID-19 yeah. global pandemic. Um, so at least for me, um, uh, there's a few things. One of which is uh, um, my, my wife and my roommate both are now working from home as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have three people in the house, which I am definitely not used to. Yep. I'm used to having a house by myself. Yep. And, and a lot <laughs> of the tips and tricks I would normally bring up um, are things like how to keep motivated when there's a completely silent house and nobody's around. That's not an issue right now, but it introduces other issues. Like um, normally I, when we're doing uh, a conference calls, whatever, I'll like pace up and down the hallway. Cause I like to move when I'm talking. Um, yep. <laughs> and I can't really do that now because my wife's in the other room doing a conference call and David's upstairs in his office, you know, working um and you're having all the same problems i'm having (laughs) i I, I can imagine um also uh because everyone's working from home uh uh, the other thing i've noticed is that everybody is wrapping their head around how to do it all at once including Mm -hmm. companies yeah Uh, um so they don't everyone's kind of bouncing off each other it's like people who've never done this before are making kind of social faux pas that people who've done this for five years know better to do. Um, you know, just things like, hey, can you go, since you're not doing anything, can you go and do this task for me or run out? And that's, that's something that we haven't really talked about. But generally, if someone's working from home, that doesn't mean that they can just drop everything when you need something. You know, they have their own tasks and structure and things to do. They, they, you should treat them like they are at work. Yeah. But if everyone's working from home, everyone thinks that everyone's completely flexible and can do whatever they want to. It's like, hey, let's just you know, blow off work and go do something else, which you shouldn't do if you're self-isolating. But the point is, is like you can't. Everyone can't shift gears because everyone has to find their own process. Right, and that's that's the thing about right now. The the main thing I've been seeing from folks is just the amount of distractions has gone up significantly. Sure. So those of us who are working from home that have roommates, like I have, I have two roommates, both of whom work in a corporate office, um, and they're both home. And their office upstairs, um, I, I, I don't even know how they're going to both work at the same time because they both have to be on calls all the time. Oh, no. Um, and their, their computers face each other, you know? Um, so there's that. But also, the way our townhouse is structured, the office has a big open window into the living room. So I can't reasonably even just be upstairs while I'm on a call right now. So if like okay. I have to call Eddie or anything like that, like I can't be anywhere but downstairs. Mm-hmm. But I have really like bad reception downstairs on my phone. <laughs> so it's been interesting for the past couple days already because yeah, um, I'm trying not to bother them and they're trying not to bother me. But just by being near each other, we're bothering each other because mm-hmm. it's it's different. And then keep in mind that for a lot of people, schools are closed, and that means that they have right. their children with them. Mm-hmm. Um. Now that there's, you know, a, a bit of a difference between having a kid home who's like, you know, 14, 15 and can just play video games and take care of themselves and having small children home. Right. But I would say that having small children home is really like there's so many people who are like, yeah, it'll be great working from home. And then they didn't think about the fact that they're going to have their, you know, five and seven year old running around constantly needing things. Right. And on top of all that, um, there's a very reasonable chance that someone in your house might be sick while you're trying to work. And yes. that gives a whole other level of complexity is you have to take care of a sick person in your house while also trying to manage your work, while also trying to keep some kind of structure for yourself to keep your- And while also trying not to panic about all this stuff that's going right. on right now. Yeah. Um, certainly one thing that, uh, again, with with uh, uh, retail environments and some retail environments and office environments, there's a kind of either an implicit or explicit you shouldn't be reading social media or being online while you're trying to get your work done. And there's none of that when you're working remotely. So there's nothing stopping you from reading CNN constantly and watching every single new information of COVID-19 information come out. Um, and that can be bad too. Uh, for some people, they, they're more comfortable knowing and that helps them to, to keep focus. Um, so, I mean, you do you. Uh, but certainly I find that um, sometimes I will get really wrapped up in social media, particularly because it's also a workplace for us to a degree, especially mm-hmm. as a freelancer. I mean, we have to kind of promote our new products and talk to our communities. 
Um, and so it's easy to get wrapped up in stuff. So like I find occasionally I take uh, uh, breaks where it's like I just can't mm-hmm. look at it for a while. Um, Matthew, I've, uh, occasionally, which is actually just shut off his Facebook account so he can't look at it. Right. Um, which is, you know, something I've not been able to, to do well because I get anxious about what I can't see. Um, so I kind yeah, of like, <laughs> I keep more to what I would call a diet where it's okay. I give myself like half an hour a day of time or something. Right. Um, uh, but right now there's a genuinely valid reason to try to keep abreast of the ongoing situation. Uh, so it, it's a weird catch point too. It's like you have to make sure you're making room and time for your work uh, because that's why you're working from home. And particularly if you're working with a team, your team's relying on you to do your portion of your work to make sure things are get done. But also you have to be easy on yourself because it's a this is not a typical work from home situation. Things are stressful. This is a medical emergency. And so being aware of that and being flexible, that's something that everyone needs to kind of be okay with. We like it seems because lots of our fans are working from home that they can get more work done. But the reality is Odds are it's probably things are going to come in a little later. Deadline's going to be a little looser than we normally would like. Um, and we're trying to work with all of our freelancers to make sure that they're okay with that and understand that and have the support they need while we're still getting stuff done. Um, and right now, as time we're recording, it's been going pretty well um, mm-hmm. because a lot of our more established freelancers have figured out a way to make things work for them. Um, we've had, I've had some chats with some of our, our, our newer to us freelancers and kind of helping them out, but so far it's okay. But that doesn't mean that if someone gets sick or if someone in their house gets sick, you know, they may be like, I have to take a couple weeks off. Um, you know, like right now, Matthew's taking care of his family for the moment. So we're covering for him while we can. Um, also just, I mean, as, as one of our friends pointed out a couple days ago, like this, even for the established work from home people, this isn't normal. Right. A, a lot of us have been getting a little less work done because mm-hmm. we are concerned about friends and family. We're trying to restructure ourselves with, you know, people home that aren't usually home. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to restructure even like how we run errands. I mean, like I, I, I live in Delaware. And as of today, once again, March 18th, when we're recording, right. um, like all of the, you know, bars and restaurants are closed. So you right. have to get takeout if you want food. And then like... I mean, you know, or go to the grocery store, but the grocery stores are limiting people to like 50 people in a building because no gatherings over 50. And then some states have got no gatherings over 10. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's weird and it's evolving. And I don't know what it's going to look like when this releases. Um, yeah. Like I said at the top, maybe maybe everything is better, but maybe it's not, you know, maybe social distancing worked. Maybe it didn't. Um, but one thing I do want to do before we close this out is give some tips for people to stay social. Because I know that's the hardest part for a lot of folks. Mm -hmm. Um, We talk occasionally about our work from home discord. That is something that we curate. So we're not like just going to add a bunch of people to it. Um, But start your own. Like get some of your fans, your friends together, your freelance friends. Um, Start a discord where you can just chat about whatever. Like we have a million channels. We have a channel for venting. We have a channel for positive vibes. We have channels for bragging rights. If you have like a new book releasing. You have a channel for three Um, houses. Yes, we have, we have a chat for Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, we have a separate politics channel, so that if you want to talk about politics, you can go in there. There's a wrestling channel that I have muted. Um, <laughs> That's fair. But, but, like, there's a channel for memes. You know, it's just, it, it's a fun little place. And it's, it's just a handful of us that are in there. So start your own. Don't let it get out of control with like a million people because that's more stress because you're going to have to moderate it. Mm-hmm. But just keep it to people that you know and like and are cool talking to. Um, um, similarly, yeah. um, when um, White Wolf CCP, because we had um, people in both Atlanta and Iceland, and we were trying to kind of wait to, this is 2007, 2008-ish, uh, we were trying to, you know, again, have an outlet so we can just kind of chat, and we had an email list that was just called Bullshit. Um, and it was like, this is not an email list, we do business, we shared funny memes, we talked trash to each other, what have you. Um, so, I mean... Make, try and find ways to replicate those kind of water cooler moments of being able to mm-hmm. just have fun with people um, um, is is valuable. So yeah, start up a Discord, start up a Slack, um, start up an email list. Facebook group, whatever. Right, whatever like just, takes. you know. Um, there are also like pe- people blinking the services like Netflix Party and mm-hmm. Rabbit where you can watch movies with each other. Um, I have some friends that are doing cold reads of Shakespearean plays on Discord. Oh, nice. <laughs> just for fun <laughs> um so yeah so like there's a lot of stuff you can do to stay connected i mean obviously you know most of us understand that already but 
there is a slightly different feeling that I think a lot of us have found, even the full-timers, between working from home normally and being told you have to stay home. Like, even if I don't leave my house for a week on a normal week, it's weird being told I'm not supposed to do that. Well, sure, because, like, for me, for example, um, I found that, uh, particularly in the past, like, year or so, um, I might work from home for a week and not notice, but then, like, I know that... I can probably pack up my iPad Pro and go to a coffee shop and work for a couple hours just to get out of the house for a bit, and that's okay. Right. Knowing that option not available to me, even if I haven't used it and probably hadn't planned to use it, now I know it's not there. That does add more stress because I'm not as uh, um, able to get outside and get fresh air. I mean, I'm finding different ways to do that um, because, I, again, sunlight, finding the all good stuff to have. Mm-hmm. Um, like on our Discord, we actually have a channel for all called Fuck Off Out, where we just encourage each other to go out and do something for a while. Yeah, even if it's just for half an hour or 20 minutes, just right. get out of the house. But like you said, you know, a lot of those options that we casually do, like go grab a meal, go to the library, go to the coffee shop, we can't do now. Um, so we have to find different ways to stave off that burnout or to reinvigorate ourselves or what have you. So again, this is this is weird and stressful. So um, don't feel like just because you're working from home that you have to cut yourself off from the world entirely you quite the opposite even if you're introverted um and and at least i'm definitely very introverted um that does not mean never talk to people that means you should probably find people that sympathize with your specific situation that you're willing to chat with even if it's one-on-one chats like i know um uh when rose rose and i have this strange relationship where we both get into very um frustrating situations and we'll talk a little bit about them because we're friends but also it'll be let's let's analyzed Castlevania, you know, over chat. <laughs> um, she'll like, I have this idea for a mechanic. We'll spend like three hours just deconstructing this mechanic idea she had. Um, it's still quote unquote work, but those are things we both find fun. And so yeah. it's a way to kind of enjoy ourselves. I'm going to start doing, I, I started, started already doing it, but I'm going to get more in the habit of doing these uh, Sherlock Holmes video game uh, Let's Plays. It's, it's far enough removed from my work. And, you know, these five people that come in, really want to talk about Sherlock Holmes and video games. I was like, cool, great, you know. We, the five of us can have fun. I'm not doing this to make it a million viewers on Twitch. It's because I want to get a handful of my friends to sit and watch me play a video game from 1992. Yeah, I missed the first one. I was sad. I was like, like literally, we were about to like go out of the house when you started. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna, um, <laughs> by the time this goes up live, I've already done it, but I'm going to try to do one this weekend. So, Well, I mean, you can do more in the That's future. True. I, will, I will be. Like, try, especially with all this going on, I'm going to try to do it like every other week. Yeah, so I mean, we like I said, we don't know as of right now, like what has happened over the past week and a half. Um, so, if this sounds super weird, then great. Uh, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely like try to connect with people as best you can while maintaining safe social distance. Because um, yeah, I'm in the same boat as Eddie. Where usually, like, if if my roommates were working from home for a different reason, like their office flooded, right? Right. Um, I'd probably have just fucked off to my boyfriend's house right. or worked from coffee shops a lot during the day mm-hmm. um, just so that we're not all on top of each other. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's not an option. I don't want to go down to my boyfriend's apartment because if like I'm carrying it right now, I don't want to take it to his apartment building if they don't have it. Right. Um, and vice versa, if like he's carrying it, I don't want to bring it back up here later. You know, I, I, it, it, there's, there's just a lot of stuff that we're just not completely sure about at this point and mm-hmm. i'm better safe than sorry absolutely so instead you know me and my two roommates are all over each other which is you know i i like them right. but we have very different routines um and my routine involves their empty house yeah but i mean even the the podcast for example i mean in the past generally we've done is like every once in a while one of us is sick or something happens or on a convention and so we try to structure them so we can find ways to get all three of us together when possible and occasionally we've recorded without a a person involved because it's just unavoidable we're proactively recording this because we're aware that it might be a while before we can get access to matthew again to do these things um so this is a suboptimal situation for us we would prefer to have all three of us here but we're trying to actually get some stuff that recorded ahead of time so that way we're prepared in case something else happens um so yeah so there's all these things that you need to think about and, and i think at least for me the advice i would give is that if possible try to uncouple things that are specific to this situation and you need to do for the situation from work from home because i'm worried 
personally that some people will do this and go, wow, I can't work from home at all. And it's like, you probably could work from home just fine if it wasn't any literal pandemic. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because like everybody's anxiety is higher right now. Mm-hmm. And everybody's disrupted and nothing makes sense. I mean, I was I was looking at all the you know, various social media posts about how the class of 2020 is just going to be graduating via computer and wow. stuff if, if this doesn't change. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there's just a lot of weird stuff happening. So like WrestleMania is not, it's not canceled, but it's going to be in an empty arena <laughs> right now. I, I watched last week's night with John Oliver and the most recent one, not as of this being released, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I like so someone in their studio tested positive for a coronavirus, so they recorded it on like a blank white wall in some random location with no audience. Mm-hmm. And it's weird watching a comedy show with no audience, yeah. but there it is, you know. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot of weird stuff happening, a lot of changes happening. Um, get get the news that you need to get. Obviously, we're a week and a half late, so could be weird. Yeah. Um, if anything major and whatever happens uh, before. Like by by the time this this drops, then uh, I might tack on a little update to the front or something. Sure. Um, but as of right now, that's the advice we have working from home. And yeah, this is not normal. So if you're finding it hard to concentrate this these couple weeks, um, we feel, you, yeah. you might still be able to do it with good you know structure <laughs> right. and yeah. not in a global pandemic. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, Eddie, where can people find you if they want to ask you more questions about working from home? Um, you could find me uh, through my website, pugsteady.com, P-U-G-S-T-E-A-D-Y. Um, from there, you can get access to all my social media accounts, including my Twitter account, which is pugsteady, uh, S-T-E-D-D-Y. Why um, did you do this to yourself? <laughs> I, at the time, it seemed like a great idea, and I, and I really regret it now. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to do it, damn it. Uh, and like I mentioned, um, also, um, uh, I... I Unrelated to work, but um, if you want to watch me play Sherlock Holmes video games, I'm on Twitch at Eddie Fate. Well, uh, you can find me at DixieCochran.com or Dixie Cyanide on most social media. You can find us at TheOnyxPath.com, um, the Onyx Path on most social media. And as always, many worlds, one pathcast. Bye.